It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast for a uh, Monday. And uh, Brady, we've got some exciting news from uh, Friday's basketball. We had, uh, I'm going to call it, a, a big upset in girls basketball. I, I would think there's agree. any other way to, to put that one. It's uh, probably the biggest upset we've had all year. And, yeah, we had some conference title races come to a head. We had a team get a big win without their star player, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and uh, we'll get it all going in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Kind of an appropriate spot, I think, uh, that uh, Brady is going to go into a, a direction here. And, and well, I think I'm going to agree with him. This is rare because lately Brady and I have been agreeing on, on too much stuff. Well, there was a lot that um, I went down to Madison, and there was a lot it, it shined a light on because, Dennis, we, we covered two Max Silver games. We did the Port here on Lakeview game on Friday, and I went down to Madison to do St. Clair Madison because those two games – had huge title implications, and one affected the other. Depending on what happened with one meant the other had a result, uh, had more or less meaning. So we decided to go double-barrel Max Silver. And, and Dennis, we've talked about how uh, Lakeview, when we do their games, there's a certain air in the gym. Like, you know there's always going to be a tension. You know it's not going to be a smooth game. And before we get into what happened in both games, some, uh, like on the court, you had incidents in the port here on Lakeview game almost entirely on the Lakeview side. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, we the, there was a, a group uh, up there, I think it was the JV team mostly, um, that were uh, rather obnoxious. And there were a couple of parents that were adding fuel to the fire, and people had to be asked to leave. Now, to their credit, they left. They didn't put up a, a fuss about it, but these things happened. Um, and, uh, again, the, the situation was, was this. Without giving out too much away, um, Lakeview scored 10 points in the second half. Right. That's not the ref's fault. No. But that's who they were blaming it on. So, and that's not an isolated incident. I, I know the game against St. Clair, they got three techs. There were been games in the past we've done where there have been similar incidents. So you have that on one side of the Max Silver, a program that, I'll just be honest, is easy to root against, is easy to, you know, hope other teams get wins. So I'm going down to Madison, and I have no idea what, is what it's going to be like. Madison's a small school. They have, what, 350, 400 kids in their school. It's a small, old gym. I have no idea, and I had a bad experience at Gross Point North, so I was a little gun-shy going down there. So I call, I get a hold of um, the, the man in charge, could not have been more happy to accommodate me. I get down there, gets me a table right next, no problem. So that was nice. Selfishly, that was nice. As, as, as accommodating as could be, you would have thought I was at Marysville or St. Clair for this game. And then you see how they run it, the way the, the other coach for Madison, the way he runs a very disciplined team, the way that there was nothing like what you saw in your game. There were two idiot fans in, in the stands, but besides that, the rest of the fans were awesome. There were maybe six cheerleaders for Madison, but they were in the stands, and when they were loud, you noticed. They did like three cheers the whole game, but every time they started, they were stomping on the stands, and you were like, damn. Like, it created a nice environment. Yep. So a very disciplined team, a very well-coached Madison team that was run the right way. They had senior night. They did it in a really nice way. And I was just 
contrasting that to what you had to deal with and what I've seen before and how Lakeview, how it's been allowed to go on for this long because it's not something that's popped up in the last two months. Meanwhile, Madison, a school nobody thinks about and, and a school that nobody really pays attention to, runs it with class and runs it as well as you can. I want to give props to Madison because they they're people in charge there. They could go to a lot of schools and be an improvement of places we've gone to. And then you look at Lakeview, a school that has, what, 1,500 kids in it, a school that has had a pretty decent basketball program, but it has to deal with this. It feels like you can't just go through a smooth Lakeview game when we go cover one, and the ones that are smooth are the ones where they win by 45. Yeah, well, well they behave when they're winning uh, and, and keeping their starters out there to get their points to, before they bring the bench in, which I have seen this year. Right. Um, and uh, when they're losing, it's everybody else's fault but theirs. It, it was everybody else's fault that they scored 20 in the first quarter and 22 in the last three. Everybody else's fault. Were there any techs in your game? Uh, I do think that there was one tech, and it was to a, a player for saying something. So it just, I don't know. I Like you see Madison, and you see it doesn't take much to have a, a coach that couldn't have been better to have – for the most part, fans, that could, I'm not going to say those two fans ruined it because I hate when people have one bad incident and they blame the whole group. No. There were two idiots in the stands. The rest were awesome. The team never said anything, and I think that any St. Clair fan down there would agree that, hey, Madison did everything upright. They did it the right way. And then you look at a, a team like Lakeview in the same league that plays each other. One is instantly likable and hey if after that game if Madison ended up winning a league title I wouldn't be like annoyed by it and on the other side you have Lakeview who it just seems like anyone who has a run-in with Lakeview has a bad taste in their mouth and it was another big instant in a big game and you have fans getting kicked out parents getting kicked out and it happens almost every time we're down there it, 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 seem, it seems like it that every time we do one of their games, something occurs that we're like we come back and we go, oh, man, you know, this happened in, in, in the game tonight. And, again, it was the lake, lake view was right in the middle of it. I just thought it was an interesting dichotomy of how exactly a, a program should be run and the way that you would strive for it to be run with Madison, the way, again, from the administrator down to the coach down to the players, it was a – it was what high school basketball should be. And then the sideshow you get going to PH to cover a big game, to cover a game that both sides would turn out would end up being for a share of the league title and how it kind of got derailed. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it was kind of one-sided with the sideshow. Well, it was very one-sided. Uh, the PH people didn't cause any problem. They were ecstatic. They were, the, their team made a great effort. And in the third quarter, they took over that basketball game, and and they dominated the second half. They won the second half twenty nine to ten after trailing by five points at halftime. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess we can get into the game a little bit because you were we were sending each other updates, and in the first half, of the PH Lakeview game seemed like Lakeview might go up there and get a win. Well, I mean, the, the first off, 
they came out and their best guy was their best guy. Right. Matthew Ritter went off in the first half. He scored 20 points. He was hitting shots from everywhere. He was clutch. And then whatever was said at halftime in the PH locker room, whatever message was sent, it was received. Basically face guard Ritter. He scored five points in the second half. Had one point in the fourth quarter. Out of their 10, they scored in yeah. total. Yeah, and, and Lakeview had three points in the fourth. Um, it, it was a it was a big effort. Now, Lakeview was probably going, well, our big guys got into foul trouble. Well, so did Port Huron's big guy. And they only have one. Yeah. They have one guy that's above the – well, I think Rosenau's technically 6'4", but he's more of a guard than well, a Well, I mean, uh, so Gordon fouled out for them. And um, Hassan was playing with four fouls, but Benjamin was playing with four fouls for the Big Reds, and he sat out a lot and wasn't really the determining guy in this game. The the two determining guys in this game were Garrett James and Connor Rosenau. Garrett James scored 20 points, 14 in the second half, um, and Rosenau finished with 16 points, and he went to the free throw line and he made his free throws. I think he was about like 11 out of 15. I know 11 of his 16 points were free throws. Hey. Which he, Lakeview didn't like either. And, well, Portion, what did, what did we talk about when they were struggling? They couldn't make a damn free throw. Yes. And it wasn't just one guy. The whole team seemed to struggle. But Rosenau is a slasher. He gets to the rim. He's not going to be a guy that just sits out and shoots, shoots, shoots. No, he attacks the basket, uses his length, and, hey, they're calling fouls. And were the fouls fairly even or – was it Portion on no, how they were distinctive? Fair, they were fairly even. Both teams were in the bonus all freaking game, right? So, I mean, and what I guess going back to Lakeview because it's a program ride thing. Fish rots from the head down, <laughs> and you can see that when you go to a game, can't you, Dennis? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't pay a great deal of attention unless an absolute scene breaks out on the court. I don't really pay. Uh, uh, over the years, I, I'm used to some coaches are quiet on the bench, some coaches are very loud on the bench, and some coaches are in between. They have a more loud on the bench guy than I don't say it's hard to not pay attention to. Um, so, uh, it, but uh, again, first half, great, tight basketball game, and then PH came out and they were just a better team in the second half. Period. You don't get outscored twenty nine to ten. Not uh, give give credit to your opponent. They whipped you by nineteen. Yeah, you lose a essentially a league title caliber game by fourteen points. Yeah, I mean in a game you were leading at halftime. Game you were leading at halftime. You you had every chance to to win that basketball game. You just got outplayed in the second half. You didn't get out officiated. And how about Port Huron slamming the door, coming back down five because you know it's I guess. Because it's been so long for Port Huron, we've always kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop in this league race, and it never has. In fact, they've just slammed the door on teams, getting wins against Madison in overtime, down at halftime against Lakeview, the comeback against St. Clair. Port Huron has won some clutch games this year, and for that, they'll at least be a share of the Max Silver champs, but that that's a heck of an effort. That's a, just another feather in the cap for them to have Lakeview come up, have their best player going off for 20, and it seems like, uh-oh, 
we're in trouble, and then 10 points in the second half. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a really solid effort. Uh, again, uh, here, here are just some numbers going into the game because KPH started the season one and four. would have been really easy the way things have gone for PH over the last few years to just go up, here we go again, going to be another bad winter. Um, and not including Saturday's game because they played on Saturday. Eight and two in a ten game stretch since that one and four start. And well, I also want you to remember who that one and four was against. Lost to Northern, lost to Cross Lex, lost to Genesee Christian. They weren't. Or they lost to Utica, who's I th- believe in the blue, <laughs> and are, are I think they're doing all right in the blue. I'd have to double check, but that Utica game they played terrible. But they were playing a really, really tough non-conference. Yeah, Utica won the blue. So the teams they lost to, the blue champ, the white champ, Genesee Christian, who was a Final Four team last year and is is the biggest roadblock for Mooney making a run this year. And Croslex, who's second in the BWAC, and they need no introduction. Yeah. So... It's not like they were losing to bad teams. And then they finally beat a good one in Armada, and it kind of flipped everything. Yeah. And Lakeview started the season 7-0, and oh, and they're 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Well, look at who Lakeview had to play in those games. But you just you, you see two teams that started completely opposite and are now have flipped and are going completely opposite in a different direction. Right, and well, here was Lakeview's. Well, you said seven and zero start, seven and zero start. Oh, now they're four it, and four. It, in it, the last it sent day. me to the Lakeview on the on the west side. <laughs> Oops. Um, so Lakeview, they started off seven and zero, but their wins: South Lake. South Lake is two and eleven overall. Then they beat Lampfear. Lampfear's down in the bronze. Uh, Lakeshore. They have two wins all year. They did beat Utica. That's a nice. That was a nice win for Lakeview, especially with them winning the blue. They then beat Frazier. Frazier's five and ten overall. They beat St. Clair in a tough one, and then they beat Marine City. I would say maybe, maybe Lakeview's best win is maybe comparable to Port Huron's worst loss in that one and four start. I'm not going to argue. I mean, Utica is the one common fact. Yeah, it's just you know the the, you you got two two teams, one that everything was so easy in the beginning, and now things are getting tough, and it's not going well for them. And another team that started out poorly but actually showed some character, right, and have rebounded. And as the smoke cleared on Friday, because remember we had scenarios, a million scenarios, we we could have had a four way tie in this thing. And there's one team, when the smoke cleared, that can win their last game, and they are the undisputed sole champions of the silver, and that's PH. And they're the only team going into Friday that came out of Friday already knowing that if they won a league title, even if they lose their last game. And part of that was because uh, the result of the St. Clair-Madison game. This was a big one. St. Clair also had a not very good uh, very not very good start. They started off the year 1 and 6, excuse me, 1 and 7 with their only win being against Algonac and it kind of looked like uh-oh. It's going to 
going to be a long year for the Saints after graduating some guys. We were, we kept saying they were good, but they were losing these close games. Uh, they started off 0-2 in league. And then they started to get something going. They they had won five straight coming in to this Madison game. They had won six of seven. But I'm just going to tell you what, Madison was not going to be denied. They are a very well-coached team, and their stars were stars. Keanu Mills missed probably five minutes in the second quarter for Madison. He still ended with 28 points. He was hitting everything. Damian Harvey Jr. had 15. It wasn't that St. Clair played terrible. Now, did they play their best game? No, they were not hitting shots they were used to hitting. They they weren't getting in the offensive rhythm that they were used to getting into. But Madison just outplayed them. Like There are games where you go down on the road and you lay an egg, and there's games where you just get bested. I'd just say St. Clair got bested down at Madison on senior night. Madison played a really solid game, and St. Clair didn't play their best. I'm sure you go back and look at the film, and there's 10 different things they'll point out. Well, if we did this better, did that better, did this better, uh, maybe they'd come away with the win. But they lost 58-46, and Madison just kept pulling away in the second half. France for St. Clair ended with 18. Richardson had 10, but that was all in the first half. And the biggest difference is Braylon Essien hit 1-3. And no, the loss isn't on him. I'm not blaming him at all. But it's it just reminds you that what he's doing is not normal, that you count on him for three or four threes a game, which is a stupid pace to be on. Uh-huh. It just so happens that the one game he cools off is a bad game to cool off in. But, but is it uh, his but also, fault? Let's, no. let's give Madison some credit, too, because they're, they probably know that that's somebody that they have to be tight on with their defense. Yeah. And and, and and they might have done a good job defending him. They did do a good job defending him. And, again, the stars were stars for Madison. And, yeah, they, they were shutting down. Even a lot of France's 18 came in the fourth quarter in kind of desperation time. He hit a couple big threes. Uh, he tacked on a lot of that late. St. Clair never got in a rhythm offensively, except for maybe when Mills was out in the first half uh, with foul trouble. But I didn't think they laid an egg. I didn't think they they choked. I just think they went down to Madison, and Madison wasn't losing a basketball game that night. They could have sent Port Huron. They could have sent Lakeview. Madison was not losing that game on Friday night. There. Uh, so now again, the the silver boils down to the last day of the regular season for league play, which comes up next week. Uh, and PH has got Marine City this week. Uh, this week, I'm sorry, I'm still in last week. Uh, Marine City uh, lost to uh, Marysville on Friday, 43-42, and they remain winless. And, I mean, uh, again, could you lose that basketball game? You could, but I just don't think – I think with what's at stake, PH will be ready and they'll get the job done. Yeah, if if Marine City gets their first win on – you know, what's it, tomorrow when they play Port Huron? So. Yep. <sighs> then Port Huron just doesn't deserve the league title. Just straight up. If you, if you lose to the 0-16 Marine City after beating Lakeview, go on the road, take care of business, break out the T-shirts, and celebrate your first league title since 04. Yep. And that streak. And be the sole champions of the league. Right. You don't have to share it with anybody. No, no sharing. 
because right now, St. Clair, Lakeview, and Madison, well, I guess technically, we, no, we couldn't have a four-way tie because Lakeview and Madison play. Uh, St. Clair plays Marysville. So everyone's rooting for Marine City yeah. tomorrow. You're going to have the whole backing of the silver, but I, I don't think anyone's holding their breath. Well, if, if Marine City won that game, then you're guaranteed at least a two-way tie because the Madison-Lakeview winner would then tie PH. Right. Um, and St. Clair would have a shot by beating Marysville to also grab a share of the title. But all the Big Reds have to do is win this basketball game, and it doesn't matter what anybody else does. PH is the champs. So congratulations to PH. Still a, a very nice league season for St. Clair, especially after starting 0-2 in league. They rattle off six straight league wins. They get themselves back in the hunt. But I think for some of those younger players on that on that uh, St. Clair team, it just goes to show you can't slip out the gates because this is what happens. You don't give yourself any wiggle room. And again, this this Max Silver League can say what if every team could say it. St. Clair saying, hey, what if we don't blow the game against Port Huron? Port Huron saying, hey, what if we hold on to the leads against Port Huron the second time or at Madison? Port Aaron saying we could be undefeated in league. Madison, what if we don't blow an eight-point lead to Lakeview? Like, there's a lot of what-ifs in this Max Silver, but Port Aaron worked past all of them and put them in position to win and be the sole champs. Well, what it boils down to, um, you know, is four of the six teams in this league are kind of the same team. They're, they're very even. The matchups are pretty even. Um, they they have they their, all have good big play. Yeah, they they have big play. They, they have star quality. Uh, it, it's 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 been fun. But here's the thing with Port Huron: you say star quality, and I guess they do, but they don't have the flash. Like Connor Rosenau is a very nice player, but you never watch him and go, "Oh my God, he's the most exciting play." He's just steady. He'll get you his ten to fourteen a night. He'll grab. 8 to 10 rebounds, he'll play solid defense. Garrett James, he's been the biggest change from the 1 and 5 start. Now he's hitting shots. Now he's becoming dangerous and he's become a true number 2 on that team, making a difference. Yeah. Having Nate Oriole back full time is a big difference. Benjamin inside altering things. They just work as a team and they are just steady and they keep keep the pace, keep water level and they end up on top more often than not. Had I not seen them at all this season, had Friday night been the only game I'd ever seen, I would have come back and I would have told you, man, that Garrett James is good. Right. Because he played like a star in the second half of that game. And that's what they did. He's hit some big shots. Hey, he was a big reason why they had the comeback against St. Clair. In, in this race, he has hit some big-time shots for a sophomore. Yep. So congrats to them. Um, also, congrats to Marysville on getting another win. In a year where it's been few and far between, it always feels good to get one, especially a close one against a rival. And, and they've been playing hard, um, and this was a game that Marine City could have won. Yes. They had a look uh, at the buzzer. They had a look at the buzzer, so um, that's, that's nice for them. They just continue to, to work hard, and, and they're trying to improve. And a lot of nights you do see some improvement from them. From oh, the beginning yeah. of the year to where, I mean, I, I, their first game, they scored eight points. The first, and what, six quarters you saw them? They scored 13 points. And now they are playing markably better basketball. Yeah. And they've gotten, they, they've played one team that has a similar record to them, and they've beaten them twice. Yep. So, so. 
Uh, and a rival. So yes, congrats to Marysville. Hey, it, it feels good to, to get a win against a rival. Uh, you want to go to the Northern score, which was very interesting. Yeah, let's let's stay in the MAC, uh, and then we'll we'll take a break and, and do the rest of the boys' scores in the next segment. But uh, Northern New Haven, second time around uh, here. Northern flacked them pretty good at Northern after a good start for New Haven, and in that game, because this is going to be a, important when we talk about this game. In that game, when things were going well for New Haven, Tyler Jamison looked at his teammates and said, "I got this, guys." And like the last five minutes of the first half was the Tyler Jamison show. He got the ship turned in the right direction, and he kept everybody afloat, and he kind of carried them on his back for a while, and he was a big reason why they turned that game around and blew New Haven out. That wasn't going to happen this time around. No. So each side was missing, and New Haven was missing, I believe, their second leading scorer. And Northern's missing Tyler Jamison. Now, the league title was already decided. And, okay, if there's a game you go on the road and lose, oh, Mar- look at Marysville girls. They had clinched the league title. They went down to Cusno, and they lost a game. All right, we went. It happens. No big deal. And I think we would have given Northern a free pass had they lost this game. But they went 85-82 in overtime. And you talk about taking the guardrails off, taking the bumpers down, going bowling. Fresh, the freshman for Port here on Northern, Alex Jameson. 28 points. Amir Moreland, 22 points, 10 assists. Cam Haru, 20 points. 70 combined points for Port here on Northern from the freshman without the safety net of Tyler Jamison there. So they were getting the full force of the New Haven defense. There was no, oh, crap, get it, get it to Tyler, let him score this possession. Well, no, they stepped up, and they beat New Haven at home. So you're telling me that Northern, without Tyler Jamison, went on the road and beat New Haven in their own barn? A yeah. tough barn to play in. Yeah. Another one of those little, tight, claustrophobic places. that The fans are on top of you yep. and loud. But that's a heck of a win for Northern. And for New Haven, it's like everything broke for them in this game. I know you didn't have one of your best players, but I'm sorry. There's no one that New Haven could lose that's equal to losing Tyler Jamison. So you had a chance to put the pressure on three freshmen and see what they could do without them. And they just soared. They thrived, and seriously. Because these are not regular freshmen. <laughs> no. No. Like, they are – they all scored 20 points against one of the best teams in the Mac White on the road without Tyler Jamison. Hello. Yeah, this is going to be a f- fun few years for Northern basketball. Oh, it's, it's going to be very exciting there for a little while. All right, one other uh, score from the MAC. Anchor Bay beat Frazier 57 to, uh, to 40. And I know we don't cover the Tars a lot, but I just want to keep pointing out that they have really turned it around there because they were just miserable they last season. They won, what, one game last year? One or two at and the most. And they're eight and eight this year with yeah, basically the same team. With basically the same and a, team. And a French foreign exchange student. <laughs> it was kind of fun when he when he's shooting the ball well. All right, there were other games uh, uh, on Friday night for the uh, boys, and there were some girls' games as well, and there was some hockey over the weekend, and we still have two more segments, so stick around. 
Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Let's uh, continue with some boys basketball uh, scores. Richmond beat Imlay City in the only BWAC game Played on Friday night, 52-38. to uh, 38. All the rest of the BWAC action was on uh, Thursday, and we've already talked about well, that. That game wasn't as close as the score said. That was 37-33 going into the final quarter. Richmond pulled away. MLA City just didn't have enough punch behind them 
But the Spartans gave Richmond all they could handle for 24 minutes. Well, I mean, it's not like they're a bad basketball team. No, it's you know, just... We, we, again, and you've said this before, we kind of got lost with them in the beginning of the season because they were playing a really difficult schedule. Right. Like, they, they front-loaded their schedule with tough teams, I think, to toughen up, and they came out of that stretch with kind of a blasé record. But since league play has started... What's that? That's only their second league loss. Right, and they play Cross Lexus Friday at home. That'll be a big test for them, but they just I don't know. Spartans are seven and seven, but they have one of the I mean, of of their seven losses, there hasn't been a game they've lost. I went, Oh, you lost to them? Like they lose to good, good teams. Now it's not often that you lose by eighteen points and you come away with a big smile on your face, really proud of your effort. Or you say you played the best game of your season. And and that was the, the message we were getting after Cardinal Mooney's 67-49 loss to Detroit Loyola. And if you don't know about Detroit Loyola, look them up. They're, they're just stupid good. Well, let, let's put this in perspective for you because Detroit Loyola, um, in the D-zone power rankings, is above Port Huron Northern. And they're a D3 team. Why they're playing in Cardinal Mooney's league, I couldn't tell you. But this is what they've done against uh, teams in that league. Lutheran North, 70-43. to 43. Uh, Everest, 77-26. Mooney the first time, 76-25. Cranbrook, 76-26. Liggett, 83-33. Lutheran North, 67-39. Everest, 67-30. And then 67-49. Cardinal Mooney, they were leading after a quarter. They had it around 10 in the fourth. They talking to Coach McAndrews. He said it was the best game they've played all year. It just came against a super team. Yeah. And if they say if they can play like that the rest of the year, they'll be one of the last teams standing. It's just getting that and putting it on a consistent basis. Is Brian Everhart's back? He makes a difference. They and Loyal is just a bunch of robots that are just running through everyone. I don't know who in D3 would beat them besides maybe Beecher. I don't think New Haven's going to beat them, especially, remember, New Haven turned in Loyola for having an illegal player once they found out they were, or once they lost. So, yeah, there's some bad blood there. Loyola is just on a different level, and, yeah, I'm not going to say moral victories. You, you're not happy you lost by 18, but you can be happy about the way you played. Now, with that said, doesn't mean anything if you go out and lose at home to Collegiate this week. It doesn't mean anything if you go to Cranbrook and lose. Now you got to turn that moral victory into actual victories. Yeah, and, and I really thought that they the, the game that was going to turn the corner for them was the, the game at Hackett because I, I thought that that was just a really monster effort against what I thought was a really good Hackett team. They were big. Um, they had good uh, play from their from their in the post, and, and they had kids that could shoot too. Like they were really balanced, and and it took extra effort from Mooney to win that game. And I thought that was going to put them over the hump, but they they kind of struggled again coming out of that game. And, and so it, it's been. Since a five and one start, it's been a very inconsistent team. They're seven and eight now. Yeah. I guess my challenge for Mooney, you're seven and eight. You have seven games left. 
finish five and two. Get a winning record. Have some momentum going into the postseason because, again, this is a team that I know the record's not great. We feel they can make a run. They have to get to Genesee Christian, and if they do, they have a fighting chance against them. Yeah. This is another one of those teams where we keep going, they're better than their record. They're better than their record. Um, and I'd like to be proved right about uh, these guys like I was with St. Clair. But, yeah, in basically a month span, they went 2-7. and seven. From the January 6th to February 3rd, that's not very Mooney-esque, and that's more losses than we thought they'd have all year. Yeah, to, to be quite honest about it, yeah. I mean, I know the two Loyola games are in there, but still, the results are the results. I'm glad they're playing better. I really want to see this team go far because they last year they were one of the last teams we were covering, and we want that we want to be covering them in that spot again. Even though their regionals at like Oakland Christian, and you went down there for a game, yes. didn't you? Yeah, really small, right? Very small. So maybe we can cram you in that gym again. <laughs> very, very small. They gave me a little tiny desk like I had when I was a sixth grader. Well, that's that's all I that's all I've asked for, and sometimes <laughs> I don't get that. So anyway, only more- like few. <laughs> no, not them. They actually gave me one. It's more more of a a richer school, just a little south of there. Anyway, oh, okay. Uh, Brown City keeps winning. Gaden Muxlow keeps scoring. And it's just stupid what they're doing. I think they're 14-1 now on the year. And they just keep winning games. And Gaden Muxlow keeps putting up a ton of points. Well, he had 29, and they only scored 43 in their win over Memphis. Right. They beat Memphis 43-22. to and, uh, and Muxlow outscored Memphis by seven. Yeah, so Brown City's 14-1. And I don't see a game they should lose the rest of the way. At Otisville-Lakeville, that's a win by 30. Uh, Marlette at home could be tough. That's a rivalry game. At Almont's an interesting one. If they go to Almont and they win convincingly, that's a big feather in the cap because Almont's not the top of the BWAC. No, but they, but they play, play everyone. close games. Yeah, they play everyone <laughs> tough. Home to Ubley, home to Sandusky. That's another tough one at K-Pack and home to Peck. But if this team wants to be one that's thought of as making a deep run in the postseason, making a, a quarterfinal, you win the rest of these games. Yeah. Especially the ones at home. A couple of tight games on Friday because Sandusky beat Harbor Beach 48-46, and Marlette was a 34-32 winner over Mayville. Uh, Ubley uh, beat uh, K-Pack 69-50. Uh, a little further to the north, Peck with a win over Bay City All Saints, 53-46. Uh, Cal uh, Heaton had 15. Dalton uh, Semp with 14. And Brady Babcock had 14 in that one for uh, Peck. And uh, Landmark lost uh, on Friday to Burton Centerpoint, 77-43 was the uh, final in uh, that one. Uh, we had some girls basketball on uh, Friday to uh, Brady and... We were talking about it. We kind of let off the, the show saying there was a big upset. This is this is a big upset to me. This I, is the I biggest upset of the year. I didn't see this coming. I got the text, and I double-checked with the, the person to go, was this the boys' game or the girls' game? Hmm. And this, it's the girls' game. Uh, and, I, and I said, you're sure? Like, well, when you texted me, I said my response was, I don't believe you. Algonac 36. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was playing a joke on Algonac 36, you. North Branch 33. What? Didn't see that. Co- and again, not to say that Algonac 
does not have a girls' basketball team that can beat people. They do. They have a lot of athletes there. But the way North Branch has just dominated the BWAC this year, they had won every single game they played by double digits, and all of a sudden you get a scorer that well, they got held to 33 and lost by three to a team that doesn't have a winning record. They were 1-8 and eight in BWAC play yeah. in North Branch. Like, okay, if it was Armada or Yale, heck, even Almont because they upset MLA City. You go, okay, I can get to see how this happens. But Algonac, like, no, again, no disrespect. They are not a terrible basketball team. We've, see, we've seen them before games. That's a big win. That makes their season. Like, yeah, the, now to, North Branch. To, to me, that, that's like winning a district. Like, that's a huge win on the road. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Are you kidding me? Because North Branch looked like they were going to cruise to a league title. We talked about how they had a little bit of, of wiggle room between them and MLA City. And now... Now that game means something again. Now they have to go to MLA City, where they haven't lost since NAM. And now MLA City might be a little revitalized. They got the result and probably went, ooh, ooh, we control our own destiny yeah. now. Now, our, now like they were already excited for that rematch, but now it has a lot more at stake. And if you look at their scores, they've been playing angry since the uh, Elmont loss. Uh, they beat up on Richmond Friday night, fifty-four to eighteen. So uh, you, you now that they know that they can get a share of the title, right? With a home court win against North Branch, they'll be ready. And here's the thing, though, with the North Branch loss, their defense was about where it's been. I mean, thirty-six is the the second most points they've given up. Their two games they've lost, they've given up thirty-eight and thirty-six. I don't know if they weren't it's like my shooting two speeding well. tickets in life. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. But I guess their offense needs to get to 40. And that you wouldn't think that's a high bar. I don't know if Algonac just put the clamps on, if no one from North Branch could hit a shot. That's, it can get contagious. It can. Making can get contagious well, and, and missing can get here's contagious. Here's the other thing, too. The longer you let a team stay in the game, the more they just start to believe, and the more the team in front goes, no, this isn't happening. Uh-oh, no, no, this is not happening. Like, let's use the St. Clair boys, for example. Like, there have been times, like, you could feel the game they lost to PH at PH. When PH was coming back, they were going, no, 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 no not like this. This isn't happening. Bang, another three. This isn't happening. Bang, another three. Where I'm sure in this Algonac game, they're going, we're not losing to Algonac. We're not losing to Algonac. Oh, my God, we're down. We're losing to Algonac. There's two minutes left. All right, we're going to hit a shot. All right, we're going to do that. Nope. Algonac gets the win, and that is one hell of a win for the Lady Muskrats. Yeah, big uh, big win there that had and, and a big a shocker. Fun bus ride home. Yeah. That's a long trip from Algonac to North Branch, and I'm sure that was that was a fun bus ride. Yeah, and it probably was a little less cold, too. Right, you know. A little less cold, a little uh, shorter of a ride, it felt like. Because, yeah, those, those are the wins you'll remember. Um, Armada beat Almont 37-27. to 27. Uh, Yale over Crosslex 42-35. to uh, 35. I, th- That Crosslex team, night and day from a year ago with basically the same group of kids. Oh, they, yeah, they have some younger ones in there now. And, yeah, Crosslex is playing better, 
but Yale gets gets the win against the rival. Uh, Upley beat K-Pack 45-26, and one other girls' basketball score from uh, Friday was Bloomfield Sacred Heart 37, Cardinal Mooney 35 in a close one. Uh, and then on Saturday, one girls' game, uh, Peck lost to Bad Axe 68-21, the Peck boys lost to Bad Axe, 66-55. Uh, Steve Van Conant had uh, 17. Dalton Semph had 13. Brady Babcock with 10. And then PH, maybe uh, a hangover from Friday. But they went down to Little Caesars Arena, lost to Lance Cruz, 64-45. to But I I'm throwing care. that one out. I don't out. care. Yeah. You went the day after you win a league title. You go down to LCA and you play a really good. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Would it have been nice that they won? Would we have been patting them on the back had they won? Yeah, I really don't care about this result. This is yeah, okay. You lost to Lance Cruz, but you're coming off the high of winning a league title. You go down there. It's. It felt like almost more of a celebration that you clinched a share of the league title than going down there and playing a big-time game because yeah. I'm not putting any stock in that in that loss for PH. Neither am I. Just go beat Marine City. That's the only game that matters right now. Yep. All right, we'll take a break and then be back uh, with more in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 this is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, Some hockey action. One game Friday. Uh, Anchor Bay beat Sheboygan 2-1. Aiden French had a goal and an assist. Darren Jones had the other goal for uh, the uh, Tars. If we did a hockey uh, draft, Aiden French would get drafted. Um, and then on we a, are doing a basketball draft sooner rather than later. It's just getting a third person here. Yeah, got to coordinate the schedules. But yes, we're not forgetting about that. That might be as soon as Wednesday, but I'm not going to lock anything in yet. Four games on Saturday. Howell beat Port here on Northern five to uh, three. Bryson Smith did have a couple of goals for the Huskies, and uh, Tim Monahan had a goal and an assist in that one. Marysville beat uh, North Oakland. Four to one. Didn't get any stats on that one. Uh, Wall Lake Western over Anchor Bay, six to one. Connor Aridan had the Tars goal, uh, and uh, the the biggest score from Saturday: Thumb Legion seven, Bishop Foley three. Woo! Way to go, Legion! Thumb Legion's your new favorite team. Caleb Letner two goals and an assist. He now has thirty five goals this season, which is too shy of the Legion record. Which thirty seven uh, still a going ton to destroy. of goals for a high school season. He's he's going to score four. He might score if they play enough games. He might score fifty. I mean, I know the the COVID shortened year. Um, what was it O'Flanagan and Barless for Northern? Yeah. might have gotten near there. Uh, O'Flanagan had, I think, he finished the year with like twenty eight or twenty nine, and less than a full season. Yeah, significantly less than a full, less than significantly a, less. So than he a full might season. have gotten to forty plus, but unfortunately, we'll never know. But yeah, Letner is going to break a lot of records. Wyatt Ryan and Tyler Lamb each had a goal and an assist as well for Legion in their 7-3 uh, win, and Lauren Eager improved her record to 8-2 and two in goal for them. Pretty good pretty good record. It's a pretty good season, yeah. All right, so that's uh, the hockey that happened, and that gets you caught up on all the weekend uh, scores because there was nothing that happened on Sunday. All right, so um, districts aren't around the corner, but they're sneaking up on us. They're Faster closer, than you know. Yes, closer than you'd like to say. And if you're not aware, the, the way they do the top two seeds is MPR, Michigan Power Rating. And basically what it's designed to do is keep the top two teams away from each other. You So you don't get, for example, uh, what, what, what's a good example to use? Last year, St. Clair and Richmond and boys weren't playing in the first round. They met in the finals. They So... That's what it's designed so you don't get one half of the bracket that has teams with the combined six wins and the other half of the bracket with less than six losses. So it wants to make the best district final. 
So we were going through, and I just wanted to kind of update where everything's at. We'll start with Division One in boys. Port here on Northern, obviously leading their district in NPR. They're 14-1, and one, and they are well ahead. The interesting part, Port Huron is number two. So they would be on opposite sides, and Dakota, Lonskers, North, Anchor Bay, the other three in that district, none of them are particularly close to uh, Port Huron. So that's the interesting part. And the one thing I don't get why the state does it this way, they fill in the rest of the bracket alphabetically. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Like, I don't get why it's not just a uh, random draw. So, okay, I believe Port Huron Northern would be on the top, Port Huron High would be on the bottom, and then the next in alphabetical would be would be Macomb, Dakota. So they would play Dakota in the opening round, or they'd have a bye, and it would be like Dakota versus Lance Cruz North, and then Anchor Bay versus Port Huron, I think. Not a hundred percent sure how that would really work. Yeah, because it would it would seem to me that the number one team would be the the team that that was already in the semifinals. Well, I guess for this one it would just be a play-in. So with with a four team, I'm just I or with a five team, I think that's how it would work. I just I don't know if they go by Dakota, Macomb, Dakota. Lance Cruz, is it New Baltimore Anchor Bay? Is it just Anchor Bay? Those are the things I'm not 100% sure of. Is it the official name or what everyone calls uh, they, them? They would go by New Baltimore. I, I sure. believe so. Because that's that, how they list their scores. So I'm assuming that's what they would do in that scenario. Dakota and Lance Cruz North, I believe, would play in the quote-unquote play-in yeah, game. Yeah, the, they'd, the they'd play Monday night. Right. And then the winner would play Wednesday against Northern. And PH Northern. and Anchor Bay would play Wednesday. And then Friday you'd have the final. Either way, love to have a Port Huron High, Port Huron Northern District Final. You want to talk about an electric gym? There wouldn't be a seat at Northern because Northern hosts their district. Yeah. Let's go to the district uh, in Division Two, which has some Mac and BWAC in Richmond. Uh, right now, Richmond's the top in NPR, obviously. Number two is Armada, and they have a big lead over St. Clair. And, again, I'd have to go through and check everything where it would be. But Richmond and Armada would avoid each other. And St. Clair is probably the only other team between Marysville, Algonac, and Marine City that would have a shot at upsetting uh, Richmond. And they might have to do that in, like, the semifinals because they might not avoid them. But Armada has a commanding lead there. North Branch host the boys district in the BWAC and Croslex is number one, MLA City number two, Yale's right on their tail. So Yale and MLA City are gonna battle to avoid Croslex until a final. MLA City's only seven and seven, Yale's ten and four. That's where that tough schedule comes into play. Yeah. Oh definitely. And and you know what? Again, I, I would say just listening to that Croslex is the favorite to win that district. I expect them to win that district. But you know what? A couple of tricky teams in there. And I'd rather not play them until a district final. Like, if I'm getting one shot at them, I want it in a district final. Um, North Branch and Almont, the other two teams. Almont's been tricky. Would I be shocked if on that Monday of district it's, oh, Almont upset Yale? No, I wouldn't call for that by any means. But would I... Lose my mind if that happened? No, not at all. 
One other team I wanted to mention in D3, we talked about them earlier, Brown City, because they're 14-1. and They are in a district with really their biggest competition being Millington. They're the only other team with a winning record, but Brown City's number one in NPR. They're with Millington, Vassar, Marlette, Genesee, and Otisville, Lakeville. That's a weird district. Uh, I mean, when when you get to to where they they want to you know kind of territorialize things, uh, nobody's super far apart. In that. No, it's just the way we think of yeah. them is we think of them as the eastern part of the thumb, not going with the GTC West and yeah. some of those teams. and, and Flint Gen- School. Genesee's a yeah. little farther away, but um, Mooney in D four. They're actually number one in NPR despite having a losing record. That's because they play a tough schedule. An opponent's winning percentage is actually the biggest uh, factor. It's twenty five percent of your winning percentage. 50 of your opponent's winning percentage, and 25 of your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. And, well, Cardinal Mooney's played some pretty darn good opponents. They're number one. Oakland Christian, number two. New Haven Merritt's in there. They're technically 10-5. and five. I don't see them as a threat to Mooney in that district because I think if Mooney played Merritt's schedule, they'd be 15-0. and 0. Yeah. So... I'm not too concerned with that 10 and 5 and there's a reason why that 10 and 5 is third in their district yes. because their opponents winning percentage is under 400. Mm-hmm. That tells you about all you need to know. All right, let's go to girls basketball. Port Huron and Port Huron Northern at the bottom of theirs in D1. They'd have to beat Dakota, Anchor Bay, or Lance Cruz North. And the sad part is is it just didn't time out well for Port Huron or Northern because if there was a year to win this district, this year it's wide open. Yeah, like if you if Port Huron had last year's team in this district, they might be the favorite. But that's just how it works out. Um, they're both at the bottom now. For maybe the one that could be the most important, the most competitive district we might have is the girls district with Marysville, Armada, Saint Clair, Marine City. Uh, Marysville right now is number one. By they have a .594 NPR. Armada number two at .573. St. Clair is next in line at .563. And Marine City is .554. So it's a tight race coming down the stretch. I know you don't love it, but the MAC tournament's going to mean a little bit in terms of that. Forget winning the MAC tournament or getting that, but just getting a, a possible first round bye in the districts, that's kind of what you're playing for in the MAC tournament. There's four real good basketball teams. Those would be two real good basketball games if you could get them. Um, Marysville against any of those teams and Armada against any of those teams, St. Clair against any of those teams, Marine City against any of those teams. Those are four good basketball teams. And wouldn't you want to have the first round bye and not have to worry about the draw for the opening round where you could just go, all right, we'll see everyone Wednesday. Yep. Sit back and scout on Monday and take your time. Ease into districts a little bit. Uh, that would be the preferred way for me. So North Branch is in a district. They're number one, MLA City number two. Could you imagine a rubber match between those uh, teams? Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going it's to probably happen. Here's where things get interesting in this district. A team that we saw in the postseason last year but is up a division, Caro. Oh, Carroll's tough. District. Carroll's tough. Carroll's 13 and 1. I hate them, but they're tough. They are in that district with North Branch, Emily City, 
Yale's in there, Almont's in there, and Cross Lex is in there. There is not an easy out in that no. district. You want to talk about a tough draw? You have three really good teams in that district. Oh, my, and my least favorite might be the favorite. Right. I know they play in the GTC West, but you saw... That's the- a strong league. Cass City, Reese. There are good teams in that league. By the way, that district is uh, going to be, once this page wants to load, it is at Cross Lex. Interesting. So that makes it, like, it's kind of a neutral site for the big teams. But isn't that a just a very interesting district to keep an eye on? Oh, yeah. Because would you be surprised if Yale got hot, made a run, and won that district? I, I think it would, uh, it would be, like, one of the greatest moments in that program's history, but is it doable? It's it's doable, but man, that's that's a gauntlet. Uh, I'm telling the top you, top three because we know how good North Branch is. We know how good that Emily City is. I'm telling you, folks, Carroll's good. The top three teams are 50 and seven. Yeah, and if you want to throw Yale into that, make it 60 and 14. Yeah. So, yeah, because Carroll's been D3, haven't they? Yes, and, and, and folks, Croslex is a lot better than they've been in a few years. Yeah, and, and it's that, in their gym. It's in their gym, so that kind of makes them dangerous. Almont already has stunned Imlay City this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, there's no easy outs. There's no draw you get and you go, whew, all right, let's worry about the next game. Um, the one other team I wanted to mention is Sandusky's girls. Uh, I don't mean to be mean, but can I give them the district title right now? Are you going to? New Haven, Memphis, K-Pack, and Landmark. Okay. Sandusky's 13-3. and three. The combined of the other ones are 14 and some quick math, uh, 14 and 41. Yeah. So Sandusky, Sandusky should win that one. Sandusky has one less win than the rest of their district combined. Yeah, Sandusky's first in NPR. New Haven is actually second. And they're 7-9 in the Mac Bronze. Yeah. Mac Bronze is tough. Yes. And no, not, no, not New in, Haven, I was in a the good new, way. The New Haven girls have, have been okay. For their league. Yeah. But once they get up and play, yeah, they're like, they're not Sandusky good. Though. Richmond beat New Haven earlier this year. Yeah. Richmond has struggled in the BWAC, but yeah, so that was the other one I wanted to give. So you can add a, a couple of wins to Aldemont unless something catastrophic happens, which I, I don't see it happening there. Were there any other teams that you want to take a look at that I didn't mention that are having nice years? Because I think that's that's basically everybody that we're going to be interested in when we get to. That, that we'd part cover. of the season that we would go and cover their games. So, I mean, the one other one, I know Peck's having a good year. Peck's in a district, the boys, with Ubley, Deckerville, North here on CPS, and Caseville. Ooh, Caseville has to drive a long way for that district. That's their, that's their, well, that's their football league. I don't know about their basketball league. I, it's the same, isn't it? Uh, they're in, they're in the, the stars and, and the stripes don't change much for basketball. I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest, but uh, Peck could win that, should win that one. Um, but, yeah, is, is, is there anything else? I think Mooney's girls have a chance to win another uh, district. Because hey, you know, say what you want, but all they do is win districts there. Hey, they're in a district with New Haven, Merritt, Detroit, Aerospace, Parkway Christian, and Austin Catholic. 
The best team is New Haven Merritt at nine and four, and again they don't play a tough schedule. Yeah, their opponent's winning percentage is four twenty seven. Go Mooney. Yeah, they have a chance. <laughs> but that's about it for NPR. Again, a lot will change in the final month of the season, but that's about where we are at. And, yeah. It's already February the 6th. So, and uh, I know the hockey playoffs start February 28th, and I think the girls start the next Monday. You want to take a look at the hockey NPR real quick? Because I, I know we have some tough hockey uh, districts. And everyone's spread out this year in hockey. Yeah, th- like this, this annoys nobody. me because we used to get a, a grouping uh, of teams together. Right. And, and that made it easier to cover. Like last year it was perfect because PH and Northern were in the same group and Marysville and Thumb Legion were in the same group and they played on alternating nights at the same site. Right. And it was wonderful. So – uh, Northern is in with Gross Point South, De La Salle, uh, St. Clair Shores Unified, and Gross Point North. That's not the toughest region they've ever had, but it's not an easy one for them. No, uh, St. Clair Shores Unified is good this year. They're third in there, but again, there's not out of Gross Point North. But they lost to Gross Point North. So Gross Point North plays a tough schedule, though, so they probably get more NPR points. Actually, Gross Point North is last in. Are they? Yeah, okay. because. Are you thinking of south or north? North. Oh yeah, north. North. Is, uh, north. They're in the MIHL. Yeah, they're five and they're five and thirteen. Um, Port Huron, uh, by themselves is in with. Uh, hold on, let me pull this up. They are in a district. If I can spell with uh, Dakota, Anchor Bay, Utica, Lance Cruz North. Again, Port Huron is just one in sixteen on the year. They have improved. From the beginning of the year to now, uh, they they just they work so hard. But uh, Anchor Bay will be dangerous in that group because they've always got good goaltending and they play playoff hockey all season long. Marysville in a district with Country Day or a region with Country Day sixteen, so that's a gettable game. Country Day, I'm not sure how strong their record is, but Liggett's the big one, and Liggett is beatable. Yes, maybe this district or this region might not have been as tough as we thought. Just by it's a lot of big brand. names. Like you, you look at the names and you go, "Ooh, that's a good district." It's actually Marysville fits right in there. They're just as good as those other teams. Uh, and Thumb Legion is in with Flint Powers. Uh, I think it's Bay City Unified or whatever they're called. Freeland is what? What are they called now? Uh, they're, unified yeah, they're unified with a couple too, yeah. others. And Tawas is the Thumb Legion region. Yeah, well, the, there, there's one team to beat there. That's if you're powers. Thumb Legion, you've got to get by Powers. If you can, then you're all right. And if Powers beats you, Powers is the favorite in that group. Right. So uh, that was the hockey NPR as well. None of them were in the top three. Marysville was the closest, so they need to get some big wins to maybe get a first-round bye and avoid, hopefully, either Country Day or Liggett. They're not too far off, but they can't afford to drop any games they shouldn't the rest of the way. Yeah. All right. And they got to win uh, over the weekend, so that's a start. All right. Sounds good. Anything else, Dennis? That's all I got for you. All right. Well, be back Wednesday, maybe with the draft, maybe not. I just wanted to give you the last word, and then I ended up taking it anyways. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.